We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Brooms. Brooms, baby. Brooms yet again. What was that? Their seventh sweep of the year, I believe, Scott? I was say, these brooms are getting a workout. Cubs suck. Cubs suck. They are really bad. Yeah. After Friday night, you know, the magic of uh, Jose Trevino. My God, was that an easy series. <laughs> you know, like, these are the types of series where are like, okay, game's on, watching it, but also, you know, it's definitely on in the background because um, they're destroying them. And today was, uh, you know, w- another one of those, the Cubs just suck. They're just a bad team. There's a really bad team. I didn't realize how bad they were until this weekend. They're bad. It might say Cubs on the logo, which is a premier matchup, but yeah, <laughs> not a premier quality team. Even Logan, who was at the Friday night game, which was by far the best game to go to, said that the stadium felt a little dead, like there wasn't a buzz, which you'd figure like Cubs in town. There's probably a lot of Chicago transplants that would maybe travel up to the Bronx to to watch the Cubs. Logan saying there were a lot of Cubs fans there, but but like was didn't he said he didn't have that buzz in the stadium. Well, it's also, you know, it's a low scoring game the entire time. You need 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 a need some opportunities there to get the energy up. And, and I, I, I bet it was, I don't even know how many people look at how many people were there. Did it, did, a, uh, did it stay relatively full? I don't remember what the crowd looked like at the end of the game for Trevino. It just kept, it just kept every, every extra inning. It just kept dwindling yeah. freely down and freely, which down is sad, which is down. sad considering it's a, you know, a, a tight game at that point. Like there's, especially in your, you're in extra innings. That uh, that should be that should that should not happen. That should should not happen. But well, fourteen innings, Trevino. Um, he's fun, man. He's a lot of fun. Definitely getting the vote for the All Star game. Uh, I'm 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 mad that I even mentioned Kirk at this point. But 
Trevino has to be the guy. The legend, the legend keeps growing. Pinch hit, pinch hit, uh, walk off single. It was his son's birthday, so whenever there's yeah. like something meaningful in the family, he's 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 gonna come through in the clutch. And then he hit the home run on on Saturday as well. And it's just like, holy crap, this guy keeps going. He doesn't stop. Unfortunately, he was sidelined on Sunday with a sore back. But I'm hoping whatever whatever they have to do, massage, get one of those Terra guns or something, get that man loose for Tuesday against the Rays, please. Hey, you know what? It gave the opportunity for uh, for Higgy to maybe start finally. getting a little right here. You know, a couple. What couple, do you need? Get, finally more? gets the first knock. He needs another one up. Crank twenty four more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey. He he could get hot. Yeah, it could happen. Um, he's got to play though. He might not have enough playing time. But um, yeah, no, it's good. It allowed him to do it. They had a nice little celebration, the two of them. So you know, they have some. They have a good camaraderie. It's, it's like yeah, it's the backup catcher camaraderie. They're, they're both backup catchers, and they're both they're they're both vying. You know, Trevino's Trevino's definitely the guy right now, and Higgy's Higgy's now got to play leapfrog a little bit. It's just, that's his job. Higgy Higgy has been used to being the backup catcher his entire yes. life. So if he's, I know you say they have two backup catchers, but you know, uh, whatever logic says there can only be one backup catcher. Someone has to be the the quote unquote starter, and it, it is Trevino. Mm. As we're we're saying that it's going to make the freaking All Star team. Okay, if you make the All Star team, you're the team's starting catcher. Yeah, I mean at this point it's hard to deny what the guy is. He's been so damn good. Um, and such a great story. So well-deserved, well, well-deserved, but I'm glad that Higgy finally got on the, uh, on the positive side of the home run count, because that was a struggle, especially after, I think he wasted them all in spring training and, and pulled the Greg bird and then just completely forgot how to do it in the, in the regular season, but no longer, no longer is the, uh, you know, elephant on his shoulder. He is, he is now, uh, a free man. And he yeah, it could have been a mental thing. He can do what he wants could be a mental thing with him and like we have seen him hit a ton of home runs in a short period of time so you know if a week and a half from now he's sitting with five home runs none of us are going to be shocked but still don't expect him to be like an offensive force which is fine again it's fine but his ops was under 400 coming in today that is not that's not acceptable under 400 ops is not acceptable that's okay you know what he does he blocks the ball he calls the game game. although he's not an elite framer like he's middle I don't of the even, pack for framing great but you know what he does is he handles the rotation well as a good backup catcher needs to handle the rotation well there's a there's a rapport there with everybody on the team and he's 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 a he's a plus defender both both of them are which is a good thing for this team and that's it you know bottom line that's it if their offense comes outstanding but if it doesn't play defense and do it well the pitching was just outstanding on Friday, and fine, the Cubs suck, so whatever. But you got lights-out performance from the bullpen after Severino struck out 10 in six innings. You got seven innings of no-run, two-hit ball from the bullpen, combining with Castro, King, Holmes, Schmidt, Peralta, and Marancino Cherry. That, that That's just an elite performance out of the bullpen to allow them to, to win that game. Took 13 innings. Doesn't usually take 13 innings when you got the fake runner on second base. But the bullpen got it done. The radar gun also was hot was doing something funky because logan texted us that picture he's like is this real he's got a bunch of 104 mile an hour like messages about uh clay uh about homes they got schmidt clocking at one-on-one something was someone cranked up the juice a couple notches yeah no doubt i mean clay holmes was at one 103 i mean that my god if, if if you're throwing a 103 mile an hour sinker 
you have a fake arm. That, that's defied not defied physics. Yeah, that doesn't even happen. You can't do that. It's physically not possible. But so, like, well, he was thrown 99, 90. Like if, if, okay. if, if, okay, what do you say? Okay. You say, okay. Like that's I'm not saying we've seen still. that 103 is just like another notch up that, that, that nobody has. Yeah. That was not, Chapman not, could only touch 103 for the longest time. And then everyone started to be able to, not everyone, but a few guys were able to clock at 101, 102, 103. But yeah, I don't know what was happening on Friday night. You're throwing a two seam or sinker, whatever you're calling it, um, at, that that hot i mean there's something crazy going on here so yeah i mean the and you know the as soon as as soon as you saw that clark schmidt was throwing one-on-one you're like okay okay this thing is hot this thing is hot tonight someone's uh someone's got a um you know turned it up a little bit before the game and forgot to turn it back down it was they're playing a joke on us i got it so the on the broadcast they were talking about how that can be a little confidence boost to the pitcher like even in the, in the back of, the, of his mind he knows i'm not really throwing 101 102 but could it also be a little bit of a mind F for the hitter being like, wait, this guy's throwing 101 with movement? I'm fucked. <laughs> you know, it's that time uh, if you go to the doctor and they they give you a um, a favorable, they give you a favorable uh, measurement. That's height it. Wise, you lock it wise. in. <laughs> Height-wise, you lock it in. You lock it in for the rest of your life. Yes. That's it. Yeah. If the doctor did that, then you, you lock it in. That's Same why you say here. you're six feet tall. It's exactly why I say I'm six feet tall because the doctor told me I was six feet tall. So you that's exactly what I am. One day at the doctor, no, flat-footed, <laughs> Bare, barefoot, flat-foot, six-foot. There you go, and that's it. Lock it up. You had Lock a really it good on my driver's today. license. It's on my driver's license. You can't tell me different. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my sister's fiance also his driver's license says he's female. So don't trust driver's licenses. Well, you know, shout out Christian. to each to each their own. <laughs> Um, and then the home run bats came out on Saturday. I felt bad for that rookie pitcher for the Cubs, man, like giving up six dingers. And I know they were trying to leave him out there to save the, save the bullpen a little bit, which didn't happen. And then extra didn't happen on, on Sunday when their starter got knocked out early as well. But I, I tweeted out, how do you leave a, a, a kid out there to give up six home runs? Like that's just a confidence crusher. That is a, like in his, what was it? His third major league, fourth major league start, something like that. And then people being like, well, they left Cole out there to give up five on Thursday. It's not the same. Okay. You're Garrett Cole. Stay out there, nut up, try and battle through no matter what you give up. I'm saying don't give up a kid in his like first handful of starts. Let him give up six. At the same time, you know, you look at what your roster looks like and, and there's, you know, there's not a lot of saving graces there. So you kind of have to let people go through their, their, their pain a little bit. You know, it's a learning, it's a learning lesson. If, if the kid can handle giving up six and bounce back, that says something, doesn't it? And to me, bounce you look at this roster, <laughs> you, you look at this roster and clearly, you know, they, they got rid of everybody from, uh, their, their 16 championship. Rizzo was like, thank God I got the hell out of there. Except Hayward. Uh, after, after seeing these, except for Hayward, who I forgot was playing Hayward, baseball still. Hayward still chugging along on that massive contract. Just, although everyone has said. He gave that amazing pump-up speech. So you know what? If he truly gave that pump-up speech and it caused them to like turn that around, worth it for a contract. Oh, no doubt. He's a plus defender, or he has been in the past. I don't know if he still is, but I completely forgot about Jason Hayward until I saw oh, him. Sure. Why would you oh remember God, about Jason him? Hayward, still in the league, still playing, still playing baseball. Definitely forgot about you. 
Um, but yeah, you look at this roster, they're in full, full, full rebuilding mode. They might even be like, a, you know, before rebuilding mode. It's, it's, it's at that point. They're not even at a point where they can be loading up uh, the major leagues with anybody that's, that's, that's talented enough to be there. So you're, you know, you're going to take your lumps. You have to. He's, he, they're, they're in a position where it's, uh, you know, either the starting pitching's giving him up or, or you going into the bullpen and it's going to be a, a, a bigger problem. So I, I get it. They'll be moving some pieces at the deadline, like David Robertson's oh, no going to get moved. Like I don't know, I I welcome. D- I take D- him back in a heartbeat. D- Rob back, like why not? Yeah. You know he's gonna come up in big spots, and he's gonna be a good teammate. Look, I I tweeted it the uh, what, when did he pitch? Was that Friday night? The first the yeah, it was Friday night. Yes, and I was like, I it it seems like it seems like the the easiest move possible. Like, don't even that. let him get on the plane. Just like come over. Just like just, just walk Cat- across. Cashman has a relationship with, uh, you know, with with Chicago. There's 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 been business that's happened there. They've made moves, and and I understand there's people have changed in the front office. But at the same time, this is a this is a match made in heaven. David Robertson is one thousand percent going to be dealt to a contender. There's no doubt about it. Like that's that's happening. So I want a guy. And uh, Kirby was coming back at me a little bit on Twitter. The you know he you know looking at uh don't 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 go back and 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 go into the past with uh, some of our old guys to me it's not i understand when people say that that's like greg bird coming up and like trying to think that he's going to do anything in the major leagues because he's in triple a right now no but david robertson who got tommy john surgery which gave him more life on that arm is yes he's what 36 37 i think he's 37 and but he still could pitch he could still pitch and you know damn well that he is big enough for all of the moments in in uh, in Yankee Stadium and in the playoffs. He's not, you know, and it very well could be where he's not a seven, eight, or nine inning guy. Like Whatever. David Robertson in the sixth He'll inning. David the Robertson third inning, as we know. Yeah. No. Right. So I totally absolutely. disagree with Nick on that. Like you don't go back it's into cheap, your past. Too. You don't go back into your past on guys that didn't work out and then went uh, went somewhere else, started to play better, and then you're like, okay, let's take him back. Like Javier Vasquez. Prime example, number one, he sucked with the Yankees, left, was good. Cashman took another chance on him, and it was a disaster. Okay, no, you don't do that kind of move. But David Robertson has been nothing but awesome for the Yankees, so you bring him back if you can get him. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's a. I think he's got a $3 million deal, one-year $3 million deal. Yeah, with so the half Cubs. a season so at a million and a half bucks. For the t- this year's roster, and then you look at what it's going to give, what it's going to take to get him. A couple of low A prospects, maybe one to two low A prospects. Nothing. It's not going to be. It's it, that will never in a million years sniff any major league roster. That's what it will take to get him. And so, it's yes, insurance for you. Don't know what Loisga Chapman are going to be for the rest of the year. Nope. You don't. You, right. I love Clay Holmes. He looks filthy, but you don't know that he's going to be this unhittable force for the rest of the year. It's insurance in your bullpen on a guy that if you need to have save a game, you can trust. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and live in 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 the scenario where che, uh, where Clay Holmes is not going to be good. He's going to be good, but at the same time, you need more bullpen arms. It, it's already clear that they're going to need more bullpen arms. It's going to be, you know, if if Cashman's not on the phones already, you know, it's it's definitely, um, it's definitely happening. They need more arms in that pen with the with the guys that have got hurt and Chad Green out as well. Like, yeah, of course, you need right. more, and he's a he's a known quantity. Yeah, they might also deal Hap at the deadline. That could be another interesting piece. You know who's not playing for the Cubs anymore? Clint Frazier. <laughs> like, my gosh. Amazing Friday. 
for Clint Frazier. Wow. First thing in the morning, we get the New York Post article that he's talking, bashing the Yankees, saying, I, can't, I couldn't be myself. I didn't like that they had to tell me how to cut my hair, and I, I wasn't for them. I couldn't say anything. Just, just doing the tour de force of let's bash the Yankees as I'm coming back through town. Then we get some some DMs on the slide from people he's promising tickets to that night. And then not even first pitch. Boom. You're DFA'd, buddy. Hilarious. Hilarious timing. So ironic. Top-notch comedy. This kid cannot get out of his own goddamn way. No, I mean, he really up, can't. Dude. Just, sh- just, just shut, shut up. up. Just stop talking. I mean, just full stop. Stop talking. He, you know, he's he's complimenting how the the Cubs and the um the, the dugout and the, the clubhouse has really come around and, and then they just get rid of him immediately. He's not even I a mean, league average hitter this year. Like you're, you're not performing. So your play is not going to keep you on the team. You need to shut up and be a good old boy. He, yeah. He's a, he's continuously putting his phone, uh, his foot in his mouth. I mean, he, he constantly, constantly, constantly just he, shut up. He always will. He always will. Yeah, I, it's a shame too because he's got all that. He does have a bunch of talent. He's not been able to show it. I know he's had kind of a, a raw deal with some injuries and obviously the whole concussion thing as well. Um, but but at the same time, like you know, I, I had I had some sympathy for him. Uh, it's definitely running out, you know, for for the way that he talks and then yeah. and and then now karma just comes back and bites you right in the ass and you don't even get to you don't even get to suit up. It's, it, <laughs> That's, it was that, perfect. Yeah, and. and the Cubs are probably sitting there like we were already trying to figure out what to do with you because you weren't playing. Yeah. And and you just go and say something stupid like this is not worth it. Like be smart. Grow up. Show you have some maturity one time for me. He needs to go. He needs to get picked up by Oakland and just try to res- you know, put, put his career back in place in Oakland. I don't, I, there's no other place. Why Oakland? Because nobody cares. There's plenty of places nobody cares. Yeah, but that's one really nobody cares. He should. That's where he. That's where he needs to go. He needs to go to Oakland and and um and try to just play baseball. Nobody's gonna listen. Nobody's gonna care. Nobody's gonna ask him hard questions. Nobody. Nobody cares. So you go there, and you just try to play baseball and try to get that back. And if you can, continue to shut up, and then you know see if uh, see if it you know helps you out any any further. But first and foremost, stop talking. To the very end, I was not a Clint Frazier hater. I, I felt bad about the concussions that probably robbed him of his best chance to be a starter for the Yankees. But but it's hard. He's hard to defend at this point, and he's not, really hard. Not to that anyone's trying to defend him, but no. if if I even was trying to defend him, it's just it's impossible. So I pulled some Montgomery stats. He pitched well on Saturday, seven shutout innings. Um, his, his, his stack cast numbers are kind of weird. So he's got a 2.70 ERA on the season, but a 3.80 expected ERA. His expected ERA is middle of the pack of the league. It's exactly 50th percentile, but it is a, a over a run worse than his actual ERA, which would indicate that he's been lucky in instances to have that 2.70 ERA because 2.70 ERA is you know that's an elite starting pitcher where 3.8 ERA is is solid. It's solid. It, it, it's especially in today's game, nothing uh, nothing spectacular. But his so I was trying to figure out like why is his expected numbers worse than his actual numbers? And the the thing that I can kind of come up with is that his expected batting average uh, is 
pretty bad, which means which would indicate he's probably given up um, some hard hit contact that his defense has picked him up on. Although his average exit velocity and average and his hard hit percentage is not terrible. His weight expected weighted on base average and expected slugging also isn't terrible. So so I'm I'm kind of baffled by by these numbers. The one thing that's clear though, he doesn't walk anyone. He's near the top in the league. So even when he does give up hits, it doesn't come back to bite him in the ass, which I think is another reason why his actual ERA is pretty good. It's really good. It's really good. In in fact, there are five starters on the Yankees in the Yankees rotation, as in most teams, and four of them are sub three ERA. Unbelievable. The only person that's that's over three is Garrett Cole. <laughs> so you you look at you look at what he's doing and whether the expected about uh, his expected ERA is higher. And I think you're right. I think that's it's the free passes. It's it's the you know if he's given up a hit. Um, it, it, that I assume that hurts him in the expected uh, in the expected ERA, but he's just not letting him. He's not beating himself. He's not beating himself. He's throwing the ball over the plate, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if you looked it up. I, I don't even know where what stat you would look at this per start, but Yankees are probably playing good defense behind him too. Which uh, so I'm actually it. I forgot I, I meant to pull his FIP, and I'm going to pull that right now to see what his fielder independent ERA is three point four five. Which would um, a you know indicate a similar thing as his expected ERA that um, independent of fielders he should be giving up more runs. But like none of these numbers are bad. Like let's also remember that it's not like his FIP and his expected ERA are in the fours or fives. Yeah, what's up, Logan? So I'm just trying to make something out of these numbers too. So he's throwing his sinker about 15 percent more than he did has in years past. And obviously, like, what does that matter? Well, the Yankees are second in um, fielding percentage. Like, their defense is, like, top three in baseball. So, obviously, you know, a lot of things is going to put the ball in play and you have good defense behind you. You know, that could have something to do with all those luck. But they're not really luck because right. the defense is just playing it's, it's so well. It's not luck. Yeah, it's, it's just luck. a consideration. It's just a good defense. So, you know what? If I have a good defense behind me and I could, and I could throw a sinker that's going to get hit on the ground but more contact, good. That that's a that's a faster inning. That's a way to control your that's a way to control your pitch count. It's 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 playing to your team's advantage. I would uh, I would take that over the even over the strikeout because of of how efficient it is. His average exit velocity is seventieth percentile, and his hard hit percentage is seventy seventh percentile, and his barrel percentage is eightieth percentile. Those are all good numbers for a pitcher. Okay, yeah. in the context of a pitcher, if all of those numbers were bad. Then I would say he's getting lucky because the hard hit balls are maybe just being hit at people and they're getting fielded. But if you're not giving up a ton of hard hit contact, then you're not getting lucky. Like you're supposed to get a soft ground ball and your infield is supposed to field it. So that's the understood piece of that, right? Is that is that pitchers are lucky if their defense is playing more of a, a role in their outcome? Whereas, yes, but I always understood it to be that if it, again, if you're not giving up hard contact and your fielders are not making like tremendous plays, because remember this is all stat cast data. So not only the ball is being tracked, but also the, the position player is being tracked and the base runner is being tracked by stat cast. So it's it's all of those variables into should that have been a hit or should that not have been a hit? Right, but at, at the same time. Whether you, the uh, guys that put the, the ball allow the ball to be put in play more often probably have a higher expected ERA than their actual ERA. Yes, because the cases. more people you strike out, that's yeah. absolutely that just takes any variables out of it. Right. So 
again, yeah, to my point is that the guys that yes. that, that that pitch more to contact, you know, you won't you will not see that correlation as much unless unless they're the barrel percentage is high or like you mentioned, some of these uh, some of these indicators of the balls being hit hard. So that's great. I, I love that. And to me, that's a sign of a guy that's going to go uh, sustain, be able to go deeper into games as the season goes on too, which is exactly what we need of him. So I, I, I love that. Let the, you know, play to contact, pitch to contact, let your defense do their job. Yeah, the league has just gone so strikeout dependent for, for pitchers. And I think it was sort of because that's what, teams and coaches and, and even pitchers understood one in the playoffs. And then they were like, okay, well, let's just, let's just boil that over to the regular season. And we understand that a starting pitcher can't do that over the course of six plus innings over the course of 30 starts, but we don't need them to, we just need them to go five innings. And then the bullpen's going to do that for four. So, so I feel like this, the league got completely shifted. And then, so there's so many players in the league that are just so many strikeouts and, those, as I said, you take any variables of your fielding out of it. And Montgomery is a little bit of a a bucking that trend. I'd say I I wouldn't be surprised if you looked up and down our rotation uh, minus Cole, maybe Severino. Severino. No, Severino is also high strike. I mean, yeah. Cortez, Montgomery, Tyone. Tyone before the last two games. Even Tyone has last two games, though. Tyone was a lot of strikeouts, not a lot of walks. His, His last two starts, obviously, we already talked about the one in Minnesota. Today's start, dog, I, I kind of give him a mulligan. That's a blowout. The Yankees are blowing them out. They scored a ton of runs early, and he's just in cruise control. And then he got into trouble in the yeah. fifth, and obviously Boone was like, okay, you're getting this W, and then just get out of there. Right, exactly. No, it, to me, when you when you have a guy in a game like this where the offense is going really well, you're just you're just uh, really pitching over the over the plate. You're throwing the ball over the plate, pitching to contact, let your defense play, uh, and, and hope you can get out of there. So he's not he's not probably you know, being as, as particular with his pitches. And, uh, you know, I, I think even the way that the, you know, Higgy and Tyone are, are calling the game at that point changes as well. So you're just yeah. trying to be efficient. Yeah. No, yeah. It was a big offensive outburst early. Gallo actually came up in a big spot there to get that double with, he's two been outs. hitting, he's been hitting the last week and a half. He's been hitting. Yeah, but I got he had he has come up with bases loaded in a few different instances over the past week, and he's done nothing. And I was like, okay, he's going to try and hit a grand slam again because that's all he can try and do. But I don't know. He put a good swing on it. Like credit where credit's due. Hey, I hope he makes me look like a complete jackass. You know, calling calling for his head. Uh, I just if he can improve, then great. He just never has shown that he can change his style of of play. And if he's able to do that. He's closed his stance a little bit. He's uh, he's definitely been putting more, you know, he's still striking out a ton and he will always strike out a yes. ton, but he's yes. definitely been making more contact and being uh, more of having more effective at-bats recently. Carpenter is one of those guys that I would love if he could stick on this team because I feel like he, he he's someone that could come up big in the playoffs, right? And then and then he's always a guy that we love, the mustache, and we always talk about it and he's invited back to Old Timers Day and it's a whole big thing. I don't know if he's going to be able to ride the roster for the rest of the season. That That's the only thing. It, I like that they got him at third base today because that provides more value other than just pinch hitting and DHing every now and again. Like They don't need that. But if he can play the field and be a possible uh, piece that you only have to play once or even get five at-bats a week and he's going to do something, he's going to hit a home run or he's going to get a, a good walk in, in a big spot, that's huge value. 
he's he's valuable. What did they what did they end up paying him? I don't remember what the contract was, but he look, can you check that out real quick? Just I'm curious. I don't think, it was, I don't like, think what, it was anything. Was this something? But the um so Marwin Gonzalez is the guy that you look at. But the problem is, is that Marwin Gonzalez is the only other guy that can play shortstop right now, too. So yeah. unless you're unless you're moving Glaber over for a you know don't a, mess a spot Glaber. here and there. Glaber's been good. Don't mess with Glaber. I know. I don't want to mess with him either, but but that's a big roster spot for Marwin Gonzalez as the only guy that can play uh, uh, backup if, if Carpenter's coming in and playing this role that Marwin Gonzalez essentially was doing anyway. They're, they're very much, uh, you know, they're, they're two of the same except for the shortstop position. You're right. Uh, ideally, Marwin Gonzalez produces offensively like Carpenter has been producing. And then you don't need Carpenter and you just have a guy who can play shortstop in some other positions on the field. I also like don't know what, their longer term plans are with the outfield if they're going to acquire someone at the deadline or if, if they're just hoping, hey, maybe Hicks and Gallo are playing better and we ride that and then they might need LeCastro back because they'll value that defense and pinch running over anything Matt Carpenter can provide you. So that's why, again, like I like the idea of Matt Carpenter. I just don't know if he can stick on this roster. They're I hope him so. a million bucks. A million bucks. I mean, that's not nothing. That's not nothing. You're not going to just pay a million bucks and then, I mean, that's exactly what you'd essentially be paying Robertson for half of the year. So that's not nothing. I, I'd say that's, um, that's enough to, to definitely warrant him being on this team or them, or them really considering, really making it a tough decision for the Yankees to, to drop him. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think, I mean, he's doing exactly what they want him to do. He is, he is there, there is house money, total house money with the way that he's playing right now. Yeah. I mean, he, it's, he's turning back the clock the way he's playing right now. And if you can have a guy like Matt Carpenter who, who's hitting like he used to hit, I mean, geez, you're, you're, you're getting like, you're getting a damn good baseball player out of absolutely nowhere. So, so another solid move by Brian Cashman. Yeah, I guess a, a solid flyer. I mean, that's a lotto ticket. That's, that's, that's whatever. Although they had scouts the, in the Texas, scouts, you know, yes, yes, yes. Well, someone was someone was watching him play in AAA and identified that he was looking much better at the plate and and put Why a flyer. Why get released Ma- then? Again, a million bucks is not nothing. A million bucks to uh, for a guy like him that is that flyer. That's 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 not nothing. Yeah. As we wrap up the the recap of the weekend here, you want to talk about Carlos Beltran? Uh not really. I don't want to talk. I just I think that. I think that he's bad in the in the in the booth. <laughs> he's got nothing to say. I mean, I was I was saying this. Uh, if we're looking at the two the two newer guys, Maben and and Beltron, at, at least Maben is doing his homework and like trying to bring something extra. Beltron just brings nothing. He really is just like literally saying what he sees in front of him and and adding no commentary. That's on probably top what of they it. When told, told him me you today, need to do. <laughs> just say when what he you told see. me today that. The error, you know, it's an error. It's going to be, it's, a, it's going to really hurt your team. Thanks, Carlos. I really appreciate you telling me that. It's a big error. Maybe some people don't know. Kemp knows. Kemp, Kemp's like, oh, that's not good. Yeah, he's four. So I said he treats us like five-year-olds. Maybe it's four-year-old, four-year-old. Because what Beltran says is just like every common statement possible. There's nothing that it's extra. And it, it's starting to drive me a little nuts. I, I don't want to hear you talk about that. Michael K is doing oh, everything God. in the book. Like, Carrying it. That's the worst part of the broadcast is that Michael K is trying so desperately hard to get him involved and to tee him up and to 
ask him questions and it's and just he's like not doing it. it it's just he's and i'm just like oh my mike just stop it's just not stop. k's just, fault i'm not blaming k but, but it's just like that repetition over and over and over again is just painful to listen to so k just stop doing it just, just call the game and then whenever he chimes in he chimes in it's fine it's not fine. They, they, he needs to get better. Someone needs to coach. A, someone needs to coach Carlos Beltran on how to be a broadcaster much better than that's happening right now. Because at least Maven, I, I saw improvement with Maven. I'm not seeing any improvement with, with Carlos Beltran. It's driving me a little nuts. Yeah, and a quick. This cur- is nitpicking. This is what happens when you have the best record in baseball and you're looking to complain about something. You start complaining about the booth. Well, because Cone has to do more national stuff. He's doing ESPN. It's like we're getting less Cone. We're getting a little less O'Neill. We're getting these other guys who. Aren't close to as good. They're not, cl- and the broadcasters aren't as comfortable with them. It's just, it's, it's pretty obvious whenever Maben or Beltron are in the booth. It's awkward. I don't like, think it's awkward when Maben and Flaherty, especially Ruko. Ruko and Flaherty in Minnesota, miles better than than this weekend with with um, K and Beltron. Oh, it's not even close. I totally agree. I mean, Belt. Whether you like but Flaherty or not, Flaherty. People are like, "Oh, Flaherty's so boring. He's so dry." It was it was coherent thoughts. It was coherent baseball talk. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Big, big series this week in a tough stretch of games for the Yankees. They're playing Tampa. And we're going to look at the matchups, try and uh, throw some cash down. We're going to do it with WinBet, which is now live in Arizona. Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. They bring the excitement of the win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need. Sign up today to receive a special offer. You can bet $50 and win $200 with our code XBLUEWIRE. All right, we got Cole versus Kluber, which I think was the matchup. Was that the matchup as well the last time around? So I guess everyone's on the same... The same rotation here. Cortez and McClanahan and Sevy and Rossman. What do you think, Scott, for this? Cole 
Cole has to bounce back. And and I mean, uh I've shit on Cole for certain things, but after that performance, after you go five bombs, you have to bounce back. This is a big game. You're starting the series against Tampa. You have to bounce back if you're Cole. Yeah, absolutely. You have to. This guy, um, this is this is exactly why he why he's here against these uh these big series with Tampa. So this is it's written perfectly for him to 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 bounce back and and just make it make it known that the the fact that he gave up that little uh that little blip on the radar was was nothing indicative of what he is. So he's got to come back and shove, there's no doubt. Yeah. He's got so much more pressure on him now too with the rest of this rotation going the way that they are. He really does. He has a and I don't know how that affects more pressure, him. more pressure that I everyone do. else is pitching well versus if he was the only one and every time out he had to pitch 7 innings or else they're screwed. Yeah, you know why? Because that's expected. You're supposed that that was exactly what he's supposed to do. But now everybody else is good. So now the bar is f- much higher for everybody. Therefore, the bi- the bar for him is even higher. So yeah, I-, I think expectations are in a very strange place for Garrett Cole right now because of the way that everybody else is pitching. Do you think that's good or bad for him? I don't know. <laughs> if he's if he's uh you know if he doesn't react the way that that you know I think that sometimes we've we've talked about him not reacting if if that becomes a thing then it's not great for him but um he should use it as a level up opportunity because that's right? what everybody else is doing you want your ace or really any pitcher to feed off that momentum from your other starting pitchers and it's kind of like a club that they're in and they're all discussing and they're all getting better and they're all rooting each other on but do you think Cole's one of those guys that would prefer it if he's the only one? I hope not, because if that's what we, if that's the case, then then we got a uh, a, a player that's I, I and I don't think so. I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole because you see him in the in the dugout when other guys are going, and he's constantly you know giving them feedback. He's constantly talking to them. He's constantly celebrating other people's wins. So I I don't think it's the case, but um, I would the the expectations are definitely in a different. They're in a strange spot for him. They are. They're in a strange spot for him because he he probably feels like he has to be perfect every time he's out there. And I think that's that's potentially messing with him a little bit. Some of the Yankees have some damn good numbers off of Corey Kluber. Donaldson is 10 for 29 with two two home runs. Marwin Gonzalez is 11, 11 for 24. Marwin Gonzalez, what the hell? Anthony Rizzo, 3 for 10. Carpenter, 2 for 7. I don't know if Carpenter's going to play again. Judge has not had good success off of Kluber and neither has Hicks. <clears throat> And I noticed you didn't put Gallo in here, so I guess he is not one for twelve with a home run off of. Oh wait, Kluber, you said he is off of. Off of. He is. I I didn't I didn't put it in. He is uh, two for twelve with a home run, Classic. as he always is. Classic Gallo. All right, so we're picking we're picking the game of Cole versus Kluber. Tampa's coming to the Bronx, and uh, yeah, got to bet on that one. Nestor also looking for a bounce back. Severino had a good good start last time out. Not much from the Yankees off of Rossman. And McClanahan's just been filthy. He, he's been tough to hit. So I, I'm not loving that Cortez-McClanahan game. I do like Seve, and I do like Cole in this game. The other thing I want to talk about as we're, as we're discussing some, some money betting and uh, looking up on WinBet, World Series and pennant odds. Because we talked about this at the start of the year. The Yankees were not favored for the pennant. I, I don't remember their exact odds. It was something like 700 or... 1200 so anyway right now for the american league pennant the yankees are plus 230 and for the world series they're plus 550 the dodgers have the best world series uh odds right now plus 425 do you think it's uh you agree with that i mean the 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 pennant odds 
are are pretty crazy how how high they've gotten. So I mean, obviously they're Vegas best record in baseball. Is, what's that? Best record in baseball on pace. They kept talking about it today. On pace for 119 wins. You bet you you bet your ass they're the the favorites. For but the Vegas believes it. Vegas believes it too. Sometimes you will see uh, a, a you know a contrary line with with vegas because vegas doesn't believe it in some capacity they believe it they certainly believe it money also a, follows the yankees people are going to yeah, bet so on it's the a yankees. good thing so I, i'm surprised how high it is i guess um at this point because i just i'm surprised any odds are that high to be honest uh those are i wouldn't i wouldn't make that bet it's it's not it's not great odds to to, to place a bet to be honest but um it's good it's a good sign it's a damn good sign so i, I think that uh, I'm surprised that they're uh, they're actually not the highest for the for the World Series. I don't know why the Dodgers are higher than them right now. I guess road to the World Series. That's that's possible, but you still have to win it, right? You still have to win the World Series. That's the w- World Series win. Yeah, but you got to get to the World Series before you can win the World Series. Well, if, if if we're looking at the odds here, then Vegas is saying that the Yankees will be there for to to play the Dodgers. That's true. So therefore, so therefore, why why are uh, why are fact, we? Though. Yeah, endo facto, Yankees will be playing said team in World Series. These odds in the American League are interesting because you got in order of um, highest odds to lowest. Yankees, Astros, Blue Jays, Angels. Still? Still, guys? Still still the Angels are there? White Sox, Rays, Twins, Red Sox, Guardians, Rangers. The league is so damn top-heavy. You know the the Tampa Rays. If you're looking for a bet, that's that's a. If you're looking for a bet and you're just trying to be a complete degenerate here, uh, you got the American League pennant. They're plus one thousand right now. You know that's that's something that maybe you you, you could throw a couple shekels down if you're not a Yankees fan. I yeah, wouldn't do it because but it's, it's a it's an intriguing bet purely from an odds maker's point of view. Out of any of those teams I listed, and I'm sorry, the Angels are not. The Angels have worse odds than the the Rays and the the White Sox. They're for some reason listed above them. Out of all of those teams I listed, of the ones in the middle of the pack, the Rays are the only ones that you could actually foresee getting hot and winning in the playoffs. Like, I'm sorry, all those other teams, uh, I'm not trusting to to make the World Series. You know, the Rays also. Wander Franco has been out for a while. It doesn't. I don't think he's going to be available for the series uh, coming up here. Maybe the 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 series after that potentially, but they play next week too. The week after, right? But um, he needs to ramp up for for that to even happen. I think because I don't even think he's doing baseball activities yet. Um, they also got this Baz kid who's who's a number one prospect, pitching prospect in baseball, who had a rocky start coming out, but he's he's um, you know potentially lines up for them the next time as well. They have. They're they're adding more pieces to to what this team is right now, and if if the Yankees, you know, give up any ground here, we 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 kind of expect it. They have a ridiculous stretch coming up right now against Tampa and Toronto and Houston, and as we've been discussing, the schedule only gets harder. Um, so you you would expect there to be a little bit more of a, um, you know, a, a level setting of a, a coming back to earth, maybe. That's it, if you if you're uh, if you're a fan of John Sterling and that's a that's baseball, Susan. That that's what does happen in baseball usually. So um, unless this team is the 1998 New York Yankees, they will be coming back to earth a little bit. But maybe they are. Who knows? <clears throat> yeah, they even said it today that the Yank the Red Sox, excuse me, are 21 and 10 in their last 31 games, and they've lost ground to the Yankees. So the Yankees, crazy. the Yankees have also have, have played unbelievable as well, and 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 so. Like to your point, yeah, I, the stretch is getting harder. We keep saying that the stretch is getting harder. 
The Cubs were not one of those hard teams on the schedule, but overall the June schedule was hard. And it, Thanks, Beltron. And it Thanks. really starts with uh, with Tuesday against Tampa. It does, and it's a it's a gauntlet. I mean, I'm I'm glad that they do have a day off going into uh, going into the Tampa series, but it's a gauntlet. You know, when when you're playing the two division opponents, and then Houston, who who's um, they got a they've got a bunch of young kids out there, and they're playing good baseball. So it's gonna be a tough stretch. All right. So again, if you guys want to check out the WinBet app, you can download it today. Sign up. Use code XBLUEWIRE, and you get fifty dollars. Uh, excuse me. You bet fifty dollars, and you win two hundred. Download, bet, win. All right, we got a couple of mailbags uh, and some voicemails to wrap it up. We actually got something you teased us on the last episode, Scott, from Steven about uh, Britain's Tommy John. You wanna you wanna read that? Yeah. This so Steven, uh, I looks like a doctor in his picture. He's wearing a lab coat, so um, <laughs> he's gone. If he's if this is a ruse, he's gone further than I have with taking pictures in lab coats and putting them on uh, Twitter profiles. I haven't gone that far yet. Um, but it seems like uh, it definitely seems like he's in the in the sports medicine world. So I'm going to read his um, his message. It's, it's very interesting about this about this sleeve. It says, guys, heard uh, heard this week's pod. The sleeve for Britain's Tommy John is called the internal brace. It's basically a non-absorbable high strength suture that can be used when there is enough ligament to repair partial or low grade tear. It allows row repair of the native ligament and bracing essentially essentially like rebar like reinforcement of the ligament with this super strong suture um there's really good data on it in high school and college kids not as much with pro guys but it's starting to become a popular option because in those early studies and most are out of the andrews institute in alabama uh, by a guy named uh, jeff dugas who trained with uh, dr james andrews they the, they report uh a faster return to play of about six months, which is crazy. Once again, mostly high school throwers is is what this data is based off of, um, and it's definitely a potential game changer. A lot of lot of, gaining a lot of traction and interest. So hopefully it gets back up sooner. Love the show. Let's go Yanks. So yeah, thanks, Stephen. Thanks for writing in. That's really interesting. You know, if they have this ability to 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 suture and and essentially put this reinforcement rebar, it's a good exa- it's a good analogy. Uh, to 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 just make that stronger for for people to come back. It's not a full tear. It's not a full Tommy John. That does that that changes the game and the way that guys are. So if they have a low grade tear only out six months, I think more guys will definitely get a procedure like this if the data keeps coming back as a, as positive. So I'm very interested to see how Britain comes back now, especially you know understanding that he's he's gone through this new procedure. I love how your your research into if Steven's a doctor is profile picture. Good enough for me. Yeah, it's a lab coat. Looks, looks official. Looks official. Everything in that message sounded official. Yeah, backed it up with some research. Yep, could have been uh, taken off doctor, of no doubt off about of it. some WebMD page, but we're not going to figure that out. No, so this guy, he's a colleague. He's he's in the he's in the game. <laughs> he's a colleague. John says, "Hey guys, just wanted to see your thoughts on Judge's arbitration hearing. I know it's to be it's supposed to be coming up in June. It's actually June twenty second, and I haven't heard a big deal being worked out before it." Do you guys think if it goes to a hearing that judge will definitely walk in the off season? Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Let's go Yankees. Just wanted to thank you for doing the podcast. Great content that helps me stay up to in the Yankees. Keep up the good work. So there's not going to be a big deal worked out before. We're not going to get a long-term contract for judge out of this. We're going to probably get them settling on some number. I don't think it's going to go to a hearing. I think at this point, the Yankees, if anything, will settle with him just so there's no distractions during this awesome, awesome season they're having. 
You don't think that it's possible that they're working something out behind the scenes here, and then all of a sudden they announce this massive uh, extension in the middle of the season, and then no. they go and you know go for the World Series with him on writing on this new uh, new contract? No, no, they're not. That that seems like a fairy tale. Fairy tale. I just don't see it happening. I don't think they're yeah. going to announce a contract in the middle of the season for him. I mean, after everything he said, I'm going to go to free agency if we don't get it done before opening day. I, I just don't see that happening. So much ado about nothing here in the sense that I hope that it's very quiet. I hope this whole thing is very quiet and that it does get figured out behind the scenes without much to do about it. Definitely don't want a hearing. Don't want any of that nonsense. Don't want any of that. Uh, I don't want to hear from Levine. I don't want to hear from um, anybody else in the front office that that usually uh, rears their head in situations like this. This is not this is not what I want. I want them to figure it what out. What could Levine and I would say? Love, I would love for them to have, uh, you know, a back end conversation about a larger deal and this turns into that. But like, I don't disagree. I, I don't see that as a likely scenario, but at least you can have some good vibes going into the next negotiation. So I, I heard some someone someone on the inside with the Yankees uh, DM me this, that they heard Randy Levine talking about how judges chambers are in right field, but he refuses to play so right field. Right oh yeah. So it's a problem. It's a problem. It's a big problem. A big so problem. they're going to have to do something with, they're going to have to do something with the, uh, yeah. Randy the, Levine, the it's like we, we built these judges' chambers for him out there in right field, and he wants to play center. Like he's so selfish. What a bum! Yeah, how are they supposed to even do that? You can't, you can't have, you can't have those the white and black in center field. You no. can't do it. It's a, it's it's a, a distraction legal. to the hitter. Yeah. Do something with Mohegan's son. Something's got to happen. Like they're gonna if Judge wants to move the judges' chambers out to center field, but Randy Levine out. is gonna charge Judge for the for the for the day laborers to to bring the box out there. And judge doesn't want to pay for it. And then they got to get all all black garbs because you can't have the white in center field. So it's a problem. It's a it's a it's a logistical problem. Yeah. Xander Sloan he DM'd us a question. He says, "Do you guys st- still think MLB is screwing with the baseballs? Most games this year have actually felt pretty good, but every now and then I feel like I'm watching a juiced ball game. Possibly a reaction to the six solo homers, but definitely not the first time I felt." Th- that way watching a game a lot of people have said this at certain points throughout throughout the year for a game juice ball game juice ball game would it shock me if mlb still screwing with the baseball hell no hell no it wouldn't shock me so you know last year we were we saw where they were using different balls different different days different you never knew what you're going to get on a given day so you're saying that that's a possible scenario where they're just throwing in the, some some extra. Of course, it's, different a, it's ones. a possible scenario. You don't think that's possible? No, no. I, I have I have zero trust. Any everybody, this is not the right way to say this, but everybody has zero trust in Major League Baseball and Rawlings to be uh, very clear and and talk about the 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 way that they're using the baseballs in a truthful manner. It doesn't happen. It's a it's a it's a problem that will not go away unless that relationship is severed and no longer there. But that is the that is the relationship. That is the case. So no, you, you, we will never get an honest answer from them at all until someone breaks the case and figures it out or dissects a baseball and you know on a given day or whatever they got to do. There's there's we'll never get a straight answer. So yeah, I, I expect them to screw the baseballs. The Athletic needs to publish another ninety-seven page PDF about the about the insides of the baseball. So so we can the cut section of the baseball. But we yeah. have had fewer pitchers talking about it. Still, some pitchers have talked about it, but fewer pitchers talking about it. And if there's one group of players that's going to be the people to identify it, it's the pitchers. And and so I guess that would be some 
evidence to say they're not screwing with the baseballs. All right, the last one. Uh, from- I mean, yeah. it doesn't feel like it though. For just for the eye test, I mean, I understand that there have been balls hit out on on uh, some days, but that happens with any baseball. It doesn't feel. My eye test is telling me that it doesn't feel like it's juiced. I agree. Ben Zaretsky says, I'm not even a Yankees fan, Red Sox fan. I like your guys' podcast, though, and just saying Cole might not be perfect, but last night convinced me the Yankees really could go all the way because the bats picked them up like that. So he's talking about the last game in Minnesota. Ben says, Bill Simmons has this line that most powerful thing in sports is a team that, quote, no one believes in us. I'd put up there when an offense doesn't Ever think they are out of the game, and New York definitely has that. I haven't followed Nestor as closely, but I'd more, but I'd be more concerned about his staying power than Cole's because Nestor's stuff feels more gimmicky. Question mark. I haven't watched a whole Nestor game, whereas Cole's stuff seems really killer. But then you know you get, but then yes, you do get a serious off day from him every now and again. Okay, I wanted to read this because reading reading, reading is hard. Ben is a Red Sox fan who listens to our podcast. Ben, I, I have to break some news to you. You're a Yankees fan, okay? You just don't know it. That's tough. tough. Maybe he just likes maybe he just likes the inside information and understanding what other the fan bases are saying. He's can just a, you imagine a baseball guy? Can you imagine? No, I would never in a million years listen to a Red Sox podcast. Listen not to even, an hour-long Red Sox podcast. No. No, <laughs> it's like I wouldn't be able to handle the way that they're talking, let alone what they're talking about. Like, uh, Ben, thank you so much for listening. Seriously, if you do listen and you, and whatever fan of whatever team you are, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to all the listeners out there. But if you're not a fan of the Yankees, how the frick do you listen to us? <laughs> like, I just don't understand it. That said, I mean, I think everybody in the league is 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 probably got the same sentiment about this team when you look at them. Uh, they're waiting for the other shoe to drop with with Nestor Cortez. There's no doubt. They're waiting for this, you know, for him not to rebound. I think I think this start against McClanahan in who's you know clearly their number one guy going out there. You 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 throw Nestor Cortez against Tampa, um, and if he if he comes out and pitches well, and uh, they could possibly get a win against McClanahan, I th- that's a that's a big that's a big sign to me. Like that's a really a really strong move by Nestor. So I'm I'm very interested to watch him pitch to see how he reacts after his first, you know, shaky start of the season against a division foe. It's going to be an interesting game. Well, not Nestor's first shaky start of the season. He has had a couple other shaky starts, but, but it's, it's, first, it's, this first is one the, in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you to everyone who submitted those mailbag questions. Again, you can do so on Twitter. Like some people did DM us at Yankees podcast, or you can go to bronxpinstripes.com slash podcast and you can submit the form there or you can tweet scott and i those mailbags we got a couple voicemails that we're going to play to wrap up the show thank you so much for calling the voicemail line as well 646-480-0342 i do not know yet if we're going to be recording a midweek episode maybe we will that's how i'll leave it scott any final words you know another big series against tampa this is uh this this tough stretch we'll see how the yankees react to this but every every test so far that has been thrown their way they've been able to uh to answer it and and to um and to to you know to to give us a positive outcome so very interested to see how this stretch works i'm glad that they have a day off before it starts though because they needed that a, a lot of baseball coming up for them after this day off all right we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days believe it or not
but George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? <laughs> believe it or not, I'm not home. <laughs> How you doing, man? I just wanted to thank you guys for taking my question. It's Money Marcus. And I had another question, serious question. You know, I still got love for Hicks. He's really not doing his thing right now. But my question is, why don't he have to answer to the media? I watch the Yes Network after every game, see everybody talking, and Hicks don't ever have to answer to anything he does. I mean, I love him. He's a Yankee. But I just feel like he should give us that satisfaction of talking about how bad he has been. Thank you, guys. Love you. Rizzo makes me jizzo. Oh, he comes through again. These Yankees don't fucking quit. Let's go. Fuck Otani. Holy shit. I mean, talk about a different Yankees team. This is the most ridiculous pitching I've ever seen. I'm 19 years old. I have never experienced anything like this. Oh my God. Two perfectos into seventh and into the eighth. This reminds me of 98. I mean, you know, wasn't alive for it, but I have just like, I can't believe it. Knock on wood, but this team feels so different. Oh my God. We're headed to the chip. I can feel it. Let's fucking go Yankees. Yo, Scott and Andrew, this is Sean from Minneapolis. I was just driving to see my cousin Jeff in Milwaukee. Scott, you met my cousin Jeff when we came to uh, the BP Crew event a couple of years ago. Dude, uh, the Yankees are special this year, and I don't think it's, you can deny it now. Nestor just shoved all over the Angels. Um, love love uh, shutting down Otani, getting him pulled, and then throwing him out at first. Super excited about this year and what what we've got going on. I think that we are the team to beat in the East. I think it's undeniable. Maybe a couple roster moves at the uh, you know before the trade deadline, but I'm really confident about this team. So uh, love everything as usual, boys, and let's go Yankees. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.